spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And just before we, I have no idea what to talk about. So I'm going to ask you about Squid Game because you you just mentioned <laughs> it. Let's just talk about it right now. You've started watching it. Uh, what's it all about? I've started and finished watching it. But the, oh. but the problem with it is you can't really, I, I mean, what it's about is revealed in the first episode and it's cool the way it's revealed. Um, but I think it's so much fun the way it's revealed that you can't, you sort of can't reveal it. So instead of me talking about the plot, I'll just say that the fandom for Squid Game reminds me a little bit um, of when I saw Star Wars in 1977 and how sort of at first you sort of heard a trickle of people talking about it. And then you're, then it was like, oh my God, then, then everybody was talking about it. And it was like all walks of life. It didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter if you were a gym teacher, you went to see Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know why I said gym teacher. Every, everybody's going to see Squid Game is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So so it sort of happened. It sort of snowballed this week. And then I got a text from my friend in Texas going, "What? please tell me what you think of Squid Game. And I wasn't quite finished at that point. And so um, it's, it's, um, it's in line with some of, with, with the films that you're watching for horror. <laughs> I'll say that there it's in line with it, but that's it. That's all I can say uh, at risk of spoiling it. Uh, and I think we should do a media nerds episode soon. Okay. To talk about it. Is it, is it a horror show horror based? I, I kind of know the, the simple premise. I don't want to look too much into it, but I know Brett McGarry really likes it. He's one of the coach potatoes. He thought it was excellent. And yeah, I've heard also lots and lots of people talking about it on Twitter. Lots of lots of buzz, as you say, right? Like, you're right. It is growing. It is growing. My my parents started watching it, and it was too much for them, is what I can oh, tell Oh, okay, you. okay. Well, then, then I will. <laughs> so, I, I just, I am going to do movies, but, you know, it's, it's I'm basically kind of keep, what I have been doing for that is just leaving the movie to the end of the evening. And mm. I, I, as much as I said, I want to schedule this first week has been kind of off on the off the cuff uh, or whatever because I I haven't had time to plan it out. But the first week is simple because it's just movies I haven't seen before. So I'm just kind of looking through stuff and finding movies I haven't seen before. So the one I, I would just mention before we get into Star Wars stuff is um, Blood Quantum. Have you seen Blood Quantum? No. Okay, no. well, I would love it. It's on Crave TV. And uh, I just kind of went on Crave, looked under horror, and found it there. It's a Canadian film. Um, looks like it was shot in Quebec. Seems like it was shot in Quebec. Uh, but it's about uh, um, an indigenous reservation um, and the and a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's pretty much all I really want to tell you. Uh, wow. it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's an indigenous movie. It's, it's about um, kind of that take on the zombie genre it's really interesting and great the great performances terrifying gory it's fast zombies so i don't know if you if you like fast zombies this will be one for you um sure, i do yeah yeah yeah. it's it's great uh, i would definitely recommend it. if you want it, if you're in the mood for a zombie movie check out uh, blood quantum oh I, i'm definitely gonna check that out that sounds great yeah uh okay let's talk about star wars <laughs> <laughs> finally oh. getting to some star wars stuff uh the big news last week was they released. Now, I guess there's two things here. They they gave us the release date for the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett, and boy, did they just get it in under the wire there! 
squeezed it in. <laughs> oh man, and that's so. And that's true, right? They just and they're going to do one week at a time. So really, this is going to be going into January of 2022, um, right? It's going to be released on December 29th, and then you know we'll go into probably February. I guess it'll be nine episodes, right? Um, I can't. Do you have the episode list in front of you? I'm bringing it up right now. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, I think it's eight or nine, and um, I just checked because it just occurred to me. Uh, December 29th is a Wednesday. So they're going with Wednesday release. It looks oh, like just like time. the um just like Loki. Right, exactly. I guess they liked what happened there. Yeah, it must have done well on Wednesdays. And they also yeah. did that with um what what if? I keep calling it what the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I keep saying what the, but what if they did that as well? They did that on Wednesdays too. So yeah, interesting. I guess new release day for uh, for Disney, but I I God, I would love it if they gave us two on the first one. That would be great. And they have yeah. done, have they done that before? I feel like they did that with sec, the second season of um, Mandalorian. No, did they? I don't remember. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't think they did actually. Wikipedia has no information for me about the episodes. Jeez. Oh, I love that one. Here's where you can stream Disney's new star Wars series. That's a good, that's good clickbait. Well, there's only oh. one answer to that question. That's my favorite. How can I, how can I watch so-and-so? Like, really, what every Canadian wants to know is, how can I watch so-and-so in Canada? And that's the thing you cannot find online to save your life. Have you noticed that? Yes, and that is a problem in a lot of cases, right? It is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Sopranos prequel. Where can I watch that in Canada? Well, get your ass to a theater. That's where you can watch it. (laughs) Basically the answer. Episode list. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Okay, no. Sorry. Wrong again. 17 uh, episodes for a season. Oh, wait. No, no, no. What am I looking at here? Oh no, guess what? That's that's also noteworthy. Oh, I see. Okay, let's talk let's talk about that. Okay, one two. They're picking up the episode numbers from where the Mandalorian left off. Five, six, seven. Yeah, eight. Eight episodes. Okay. Whoa, that, that threw me off. Okay, so it starts with chapter 17 and goes through chapter 24. Yes. Wow. Okay, why? That's cool. Hey, part of the Mandalorian story. It's the same story. Okay. Which I like. I like that it's uh, that that's what they're doing. Well, it's the book of Boba Fett. So, like, if you think of the Mandalorian as the Bible, as the overall Bible of this, then this is like the book of Job or whatever. Right. You know how they have different things in the Bible? So, this is the book of Boba Fett. We could get another book. The next one, this might be the only thing we ever have focusing on Boba Fett, right? Might be. I I doubt it very much. (laughs) But it, but especially with. You're like, uh, I hope not. Well, now that we have so many people running around with Mandalorian armor on in live action, you know, like it, the, we, we, it becomes, I guess Boba Fett is where that all started. Right. So it, it becomes, uh, and as long as it's a, an outfit that anyone can kind of wear, you could, uh, the story of Boba Fett could go on and on and on. I mean, he did show up in the visions, right. In a few places. Sure. Yeah. We had little kind of short stocky anime Boba Fett. We did. Um, which is, he looks weird because you never see his face. You have to see the face of an anime character to make that connection. Yeah. Uh, but I think Boba Fett is one of the first characters we see in that one. And I didn't get it at first. I didn't understand. I thought, it was, I thought it was kid Boba Fett, right? I thought it was like, yeah. you know, how we saw kid Greedo. It was right. kid Boba Fett. But no, that was just uh, anime Boba Fett. Tatooine okay. Rhapsody. Uh, right. he, was, he, was a, he was a proud member of Tatooine Rhapsody. Yes. Um, so, uh, I, I find it hard to believe that as, as long as you have, like, you can't do that with Luke Skywalker or whatever, but you can do that. You can keep the story going of any character wearing armor or, or, or the idea that, um, even corn on the cob, our favorite guy that he was wearing the, the, uh, 
Mandalorian armor for a while. It sort of shows you where they could take it. They also released the episode titles. Yes. Um, in addition to the release date. So these are interesting. Uh, they're all, they all are the something, right? Is that how they're, that's the theme are here? They? The this, the that, the everything. Yeah. They all, two words, the whatever. That's what it is. So the first one's called The Champion. Um, mm. What do you think? This, and then I'm looking on IMDb here. It says, know what this is about? Be the first one to add a plot. <laughs> well, okay, let's just add something here. Why don't we add a plot, Kent, into to the IMDb page? Okay. Of, uh, what do we think this is about? The Champion. Well, here, I'm going to throw this out and because we have to see him escape from the Sarlacc pit in this series, right? We're going to get a flashback. Could it? Could the champion be, um, he beats the Sarlacc. He gets out of the Sarlacc. Is that the champion or is the champion something? Or um, we saw him kill Bib Fortuna at the end of um, the Mandalorian of the last season. Um, I just assumed that was where we were going to pick up. I didn't. I didn't think. Like I thought we might get the the Sarlacc stuff in a flashback at some mm, point. Yeah, right. Um, so I didn't think that it would start there. But you, you, I mean, it could start there. It could start it with could. that scene, right? Who knows? And then you could just cut to the present. Like let's just go. Let uh, think of that uh, Peyton Oswald um, thing he did where <laughs> on Parks and Rec, where he's like, the gauntleted glove of Boba Fett comes out of the Sarlacc pit. And he describes that uh, as being the opening shot of his episode. I think it was his episode seven or whatever. Anyway, yeah, um, that was a while back. But anyway, that would I would love to see that. Like I think we all would love to see his him climb out of that pit. But now we guess we, he doesn't have a glove on because he loses his armor at some point, right? Before he, he has to take it off to get out or something. Boy, the champion. That's so tough. I don't think it refers to anything around Boba Fett. I think it describes something else, somebody else. You think so? In, in, this, in the episode, yeah. Because I think that uh, these are all these things. So the it's chapter 17, the champion. Chapter 18, the assassin. 19, the syndicate. 20, the battleground. 21, the homeworld. 22, the warlord. 23, the showdown. And 24, the hunter. I don't think any of those describe Boba Fett. They're describing what's happening to Boba Fett. I think that's what that is. The home world is interesting. Yeah, that's going to be fun. The home world of Mandalore or, or, you know, or the home world of, because Boba Fett would have been born on the uh, cloning planet, Camino. So was he, well, yeah, what happened to him? I would say probably Mandalore, the home world of the Mandalorians. But he's not really a Mandalorian. I think that's what this is going to be about, right? Boba Fett just kind of adopted the, armor and and the like the stuff that he his dad did but he was never he never was he wasn't raised with mandalorian values as they say i don't know was Django fett uh, i don't know i thought he was i thought that was the point wasn't the armor and everything based on Django fett who was an actual mandalorian i should know this i don't know it well i mean it's not fleshed out in the movies uh, no, maybe. they didn't really make it too clear, and I wasn't really. That was in the most boring movie of those movies of all the movies. I would say is Attack of the Clones. Um, so, so the um, assassin, the assassin, Fennec Shand. Yes, yes. about Fennec right. Shand because we yeah. know that she's on board uh, this season, right? We and know, like, like um, what's her name that plays that character? Is uh, she's showing up in all kinds of different stuff, right? So that's interesting too. I mean, are we going to see some huts? Yeah. Well, uh, like this, the, okay. The, the syndicate makes me think either huts or yeah. it makes me think of, um, what's the other one? The one that, uh, Darth Maul's in charge of. Yeah, that's it. Crimson Dawn. Crim- it's got Crimson be. Dawn. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I, I thought of. Maybe Crimson Dawn. That's what they should be doing. I think. Ooh, that's, right? that's 
clever or or the bounty hunter um the guild yeah it's a guild yeah no i, I don't think so they would have called it the guild yeah i think the syndicate, the syndicate. it's got to be crime syndicate so it's either huts or or crimson dawn or whatever like whatever the stupid i don't think they would go as far as to bring the um prince Caesar thing into <laughs> canon yet we're not that desperate wait and this this is post return of the jedi which i keep having to remind myself so it could not be darth maul in charge of any syndicate at this point, based on what happens in Rebels. No, yeah, D- Darth Maul is long gone at this point, yeah. but it does continue on. Something continues on. Maybe it doesn't. I, yeah, you're right. So there's a stronger argument for it to be a hut thing. Um, because I don't really know. Like, anytime I hear syndicate referred to in Star Wars, it's a, it's some kind of crime syndicate, right? Wait, what's the guild, the the Mandalorian guild? Is that a bounty hunter guild? Or I a... guess so, yeah. it's Because it's not just Mandalorians in that guild. It's all kinds of bounty hunters, right? Because I would really like Boba Fett to regroup with Bosk and uh, Dengar and like, yeah. the gang, the gang yes. from, uh, from uh, Empire Strikes Back. And... Or maybe like we can see how they got together in the first place, right? When he first met those guys. <laughs> it could be. I hope it's them. I would, li- I would love it if we brought them back. That would be great. Yeah, they couldn't all. They certainly all couldn't be alive. Uh, but, but, <laughs> we don't uh, know how long those guys live. We're ima- yeah, but we're imagining they're living. <laughs> they're living rough lifestyles. You know, Bosk. Bo- I think Bosk would be alive. I don't. Uh, the Zuckus and uh, Orlom. I don't know about them. I guess we. I guess we can learn about them. And Dengar. About uh, Dengar. I think is the most likely to have died out of all of them. No, because remember they had. Oh, that. he's in. No, he's in. You're right. Yeah. He's the one who's alive, who's guaranteed to be alive, because he's in right. the other ones. Of the they made him right. look like a plastic surgery right. casualty. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's in, um, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, where is he in there? Like, I don't know. I don't. I the don't crime know planet. The crime planet where they go to find Zori. Zori Bliss. It's coming back to me bit by bit as we talk about it. <laughs> and I think uh, he's most notable for being in Pablo's book, where you get the best look at him. And don't they call him? They got some new name for him because he's now part droid at this point. I remember. I think. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what he was called. But yeah, I think that would be a good idea for them to get some of those guys back together, um, and and see what that like. That's kind of the area of Star Wars I want them to explore with Boba Fett. Like, let's keep him in his in the crime world. That is what Boba Fett is about. It's not about Mandalore. Mandalore is different in the crime world. And and for a long time, I think I think we all thought it was the same thing. Right, I think we always assumed that a Mandalorian w- was Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is a criminal, so therefore all Mandalorians are criminals. But they've kind of fleshed that out in other shows and stuff to, to not be true. I have just thought of something for the first time that that I just realized wasn't Bib Fortuna on Jabba's barge. Uh, it looked it looked not the barge. I thought it was the throne room, like where the uh, Rancor. No, but I mean, in Return of the Jedi, do we see Bib Fortuna? On the oh, what, the, when it blows like, up. Uh, yeah. I don't know idea. I mean, he could have jumped off. We don't really. We can well, rewatch it and see. Uh, that just, I think I think the premise here is that they're saying he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I know they are. But that's why I was like, okay, well, who else might have been on there who, like, d- dove off? We know Jabba's dead. But who else might have been on there uh, who we would imagine has blown up but who hasn't? From Jabba's palace? From yeah, Jabba's like, guards and stuff. I I can't think of any other notable characters other than the droid uh, boss guy, who um who might show up. They could bring back that guy. The guy's like you'll uh, feisty one. You know that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You'll soon learn your respect. Um, 
they will have, yeah, they could have him. He would be at the palace, right? He would be at the main palace, not on the barge. Because he's, a, I, I have use for you. I got to go back and watch Return of the Jedi. I think it's time. See. Yeah, and yeah. that's, that's kind of what this is prompting us to do, right? I noticed yeah. that uh, a lot of the stuff on Disney+, and we'll talk about the sounds, Galaxy of Sounds in a second, but a lot of it seems to just try to be pointing us back to t- watching more Star Wars. Because that's what I was feeling as I was watching yeah. and oh, listening to the Galaxy of Sounds. I'm like, speaking of us, uh, you're just talking about Jabba's sail barge. They have that scene, like part of that scene in, that, in the droids episode. Sorry if I'm spoiling that for you. Um, I don't know which one that was, but there's one that's just beeps. It's called Beeps, and it's all the droid stuff. So that's really cool. Anyway. Yeah, no, and I watched I watched most of them. Hang on. I'm 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 doing a quick search. I want to see uh Bib Fortuna uh Jazzy on the barge. These are the burning questions we need to answer. I just want to know what we're being asked to expect here. Uh, right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The flight of fancy. Now, now while see. you're looking that up, I'll say that Steel Saunders told us that he had went there where they shot that scene and found pieces of foam from the Sarlacc pit. Um, so oh. we might have to go back to the actual scene of the crime and determine if we can find Bib Fortuna <laughs> pieces of Bib Fortuna on set. I got the answer. Okay. According to 1996's Tales from Jabba's Palace from M. Shane Bell, Fortuna survived the sail barge explosion in Return of the Jedi by escaping on a private skiff. He then traveled back to the palace with the intent of taking over Jabba's position. And what year was that again? Uh, they wrote that in 1996, so that has to mean um, the only way that they would have written that, that is if we do see Bib Fortuna on the skip, and we must. Okay, yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah, we must. Okay, well, I still want to rewatch Jedi. We'll rewatch that stuff. But, um, yeah, that's the only reason, because otherwise they wouldn't have had to explain it, right? So, so. Right. Yeah, okay, interesting. I'm looking, I'm and, looking. And, at- but how are they going to explain it in canon? Because that's not canon. In, anything written in the 90s is Legends. So they can make it canon, I guess. Like maybe we will see a scene in which we see him escape from the barge. Maybe we'll see that scene created in uh, in this series. Well, I was almost hoping that we would see the series would start with the end of Return of the Jedi. That could be super cool. But here's the other thing: Does Boba Fett want to get revenge on Luke Skywalker for being the one who showed up and? knocked him in the thing and Han Solo is still around at this point. Does he still wish to get vengeance on Han Solo? Well, I'm, I mean, so does like, remember in, uh, in, um, you know, force awakens with, uh, with the Kublai Khan or what was the, uh, um, the gangs after Han, remember he pissed off a bunch of people in that one. So presumably, yes, he would want to get go after Han Solo for sure. Um, and yeah, I would see, he's probably got a vengeance against Luke, against Luke right? I mean, this could Who go knocked a him in of there? Places. He looked did. Or, or did Han knock him in there? They both did, really. They're both responsible. One of the things that Mandalorian had to do was get Boba Fett out of there in a hurry before Luke showed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Boba Fett was around for that, then he might go, that's the guy who knocked me in, and I'm going to get him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. become this whole thing, but you, I mean, you want to save that for uh, Book of Boba Fett. But I don't. Th- I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're going to see Luke Skywalker in these chapters. I wish we get be kind of cool. I, I don't think so, though. Yeah, I don't think they're quite. The technology isn't quite there for. Like, if we did, it would be another really quick scene, like the one we saw in The Mandalorian, because the technology. Yeah. Like I said, I I didn't really buy it. You said you did, but it only works for short periods of time. That that face morphing technology, right before you start to to question it. Like that's part of the reason why Tarkin doesn't work. Um, very well in Rogue One because it's for very long scenes. In my well, opinion. every time they do it, it gets a little better. 
and it will get, I'm sure it'll get to the point where it's great. There's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's, it's headed in that direction. De-aging seems to be what people are more into than a, a complete digital recreation. Hollywood loves it. They get the same effect with none of the work. I guess um, Peter Cushing's um, estate got some money. They, they agreed to uh, for that to happen, but um, what are what are some of the other titles that you've got there? Okay, uh, so seventeen, the champion, eighteen, the assassin. We said that's that's what's her face, Panic Shan, Syndicate, the battleground, chapter twenty, the Ooh. battleground. Ooh, cool. I think that is could be. Uh, is there a battleground related to Boba Fett that we know about? That's what I can I think of. Don't know. I like it. I like the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, hope there's a battle in that one. There will uh, be. <laughs> uh chapter 21 the home world we talked about that yeah. it could be mandalore could be some other home world geonosis or wherever uh, or no sorry you know geonosis he's a camino yeah. could be that the warlord who's a warlord the warlord another hut another hut yeah could be another hut could be this is after the syndicate so it could be related to the syndicate somebody who's broken off from the syndicate yeah that's interesting could be boba fett himself could be the warlord but he could be he could be turning into the warlord at this point yeah maybe i would love to see because he is a he is a bad he's a bad guy traditionally boba fett is a bad guy but he's always been a bad guy that we love uh mostly just because of his look and his and, and just kind of what he represents um, but I would love for them to go like a Breaking Bad style with this and have him start as a character that we're kind of liking and then make him really evil at the end. <laughs> like I would love yeah. for him to turn evil and be actual bad guy and, and align with whoever the bad guys are in, in uh, Mandalorian or whatever and be on the other side of this. That would be so cool. They made him too noble in uh, the last in the Mandalorian. And so now I think we're looking I think he's he's on track for some good PR. I think this series, I think he's going to do some noble thing. Chapter 23 is the showdown. Um, I assume that is like, it is the penultimate episode, which is all, all frequently the one in which the big conflict happens or the big battle happens or whatever it is, um, is going to happen in that one clearly. And then, uh, chapter 24 is the hunter. And maybe that's what he becomes. Maybe he becomes the hunter at the end. Maybe because, well, and sorry, what's this, what's the, the, chapter before that called the showdown the showdown are we expecting the mandalorian to show up possibly possibly yeah that, that, that would be that would be great to tie that in as we or <laughs> um uh what's it cassie nandor if we're gonna be sliding into andor season Ooh. one uh i don't know i'm no, just making or, this stuff up andor andor would be dead but he'd be oh yes that's right sorry he would be dead <laughs> so mixed up oh so I know it's so time. hard getting your mind around the yeah. timeline no it's it'll be killer. okay you're right it'll be yeah it'll slide into the next season of the Mandalorian or into something else the ch- the book of uh of uh what's her name Cara Dune <laughs> the chapter of Cara Dune nope. <laughs> no that one was uh, edited out there's been all kinds of clickbait about Cara Dune uh, returning. Uh, to the man, they're gonna they're think. gonna like get someone else to play her and then CGI the face. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> that'll show her and then kill her. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, well, it's pretty. I, I mean, I hope the Mandalorian shows up at some point. Though they were on the same page when we uh, said goodbye. And, and so, I think uh, uh, does Boba owe Mando or Mando owes Boba? One of the most somebody something, right? In that whole thing, or are they even now? Yeah, I don't remember. They, well, they left on good terms. Like yeah, he dropped did, them did. off where they yeah. needed to go. And uh, he took off to go kill Bib Fortuna. 
And so, so I don't think, I don't think they have any lingering anything. Um, but now, now that uh, Mando has the dark saber, I mean, who knows, who knows what that brings out of the woodwork. And um, I don't, I don't know that they're going to tie the Bo- Boba Fett into that story other than that chapter called the home world where it's possible. There's also all those other uh, Mandalorians running around. Bo-Katan and etc. Like, I don't know. Like, that's possible that we'll see them. Yeah, or they might get their own chapter in the next season. Their own book or their own chapter? Their own book. Sorry, their own book. The book of Bo-Katan. There you go. Could be the next one. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be eagerly waiting on December 29th for the first episode to drop, for crying out loud. Now I know know what I'm doing on New Year's. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. I'll be, yeah. Well... (laughs) We're still, we're more or less still on lockdown, basically, the yeah, way yeah, things are going. And also dead of winter in Winnipeg. We're not really yeah. doing much anyway. <laughs> That's really not a big That tends to me. kill New New Year's Eve a lot of the time. Minus 40. But it is kind of sneaky how they got that in there. And maybe they did originally hope to have it at the beginning of December and they had to push it back or something. I don't know. But I felt that's uh-huh. kind of underhanded for them to say, coming 2021 and then go right to the end of 2021. Come yeah. on, guys. No, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Galaxy of Sounds, that was kind of cool, eh? It was very cool. It's very cool. I loved it. And when I was watching it, this is something, if you are not familiar, uh, popped up in my um, Disney Plus as I'm scrolling through and watching other stuff. Um, kind of starts with um, scenes from, like, CGI-heavy scenes from the prequels, right? So we got, like, yeah. um, you know, these big ships and the sounds of the and that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, Star Wars has always been known for the great sound of those movies right even the original mm-hmm. movie is so has such great sound oh yeah and and uh it says right off the top or is it off the top or at the end the tribute it's a tribute to uh the sound designers yeah at the end of every episode it says that yeah St- it, it, all the all the artists and everybody who's worked on sound uh starting with ben burt of course being the 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 original sound designer for the first film and he came up with all the brilliant sounds of like r2d2 and the slate lightsaber and these iconic star wars sounds uh, i mean i can't imagine star wars without these sounds right and i thought the reels also work it all, they're so short they're only six or seven minutes each but they work as a greatest hits, a Star Wars greatest hits, where you could just put it on and just have it playing in the background and just let it wash over you. It's pretty good. It's I thought it was quite a nice. Uh, it's a a pretty appealing way and, and the trans uh, to enjoy Star Wars. But the transitions between the modern era and the past era and sort of like Rogue One suddenly pops in and some of that stuff. I thought it was very well done and it and it. Uh, and I was surprised at how the warm feelings I had for things like Rogue One, for scenes from Rogue One and other stuff where I was like, oh, wait a sec. And even General Grievous, where I was like, oh, that's a cool scene sort of thing. Like That movie does have its moments. Yes. In moderation, um, you know, uh, seeing clips from all the films make a, a great case for the Star Wars saga, I thought. So it's kind of fun to watch through those. I, I still have two to go. But uh, the ones I watched were just great. Oh, so you did watch the, the droids one then. That was number five. Yes, I did. Uh, I, there's only two I did not watch. And I noticed one of them was a little shorter. I think the 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 dark side was was one minute shorter than the light side <laughs> or something. It was something like that. Oh, it was like you couldn't fill, yeah, they're, couldn't fill they're that all extra minute. Eight minutes eh? long, except for excitement is nine minutes. That's the number second episode. And then the yeah. dark side is seven minutes. So they took 
a minute off right. of the dark side and put it into excitement. And then everything else is eight minutes. They're all all the other ones are exactly eight minutes. So yeah, yeah. And dark side, light side. So the the episode titles are uh, Wonder, which is kind of these you know, Marvel, the wonders of Star Wars. So big sweeping scenes, big starships. Excitement is like the pod race scene and, and uh, chases and that kind of stuff. Fast, really exciting stuff. And there's one, of course, all about the dark side. So all the dark side. Um, Moments, rather, involving Darth Vader and, and, and uh, Maul and all those other Darths. Um, no, is that it for Darths? How many Darths are there? Oh, well, they're, they're, I mean, the expanded universe, Darth Revan. <laughs> that's, right, Darth, that's right, I mean, there's a million. <laughs> there's a million Darths. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the light side, doing a similar thing for all the light side uh, figures. When I first started watching, is that I thought it was like the biomes, yeah. where it was just a scene that they made. Like, Biomes is basically just a computer-generated scene that is, like, the background of something, right? So there's nothing really happening in it. It's just, like, ships flying around or animals or whatever, like, whatever, depending on what it is. I thought that's what this was, but it's not. It's actual scenes from the movie. Yeah, it's good. They're, they're cutting together clips from the films and emphasizing the sounds. So all the dialogue is stripped out. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of cool the way that that works with the dialogue being stripped out because there's actually cut together scenes where uh, like when Watto rolls the dice and he rolls them and then you see something happen. And then you see Liam Neeson go, whoa, shrug. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sure that's not how, I don't think that's how the scene plays out in the original, but the way they've edited it together, it's fun. I was like, that's a silent version of what happens in that scene. So I, I just thought that's, it's cool. It's like uh, you could put it in black and white and make it like Charlie Chaplin or something. No? <laughs> that's interesting i would i would be interested to look through all oh, i would take the time to do this but someone will right oh, uh, yeah. take the time to look through and compare the cuts of this to the original cuts and see if they actually modified the scene significantly to make it work better because those sound effects are kind of like in this actual scene they are drawn out to make room yeah. for the dialogue um so they are kind of they do feel tighter together and it took me a while to realize that they had stripped out the dialogue because mo- so much of it yeah is just the sound, right? And so, and they're doing their, a really good job of cutting it together so seamlessly that you don't even realize that they're they're cutting out the. I didn't notice it until I don't remember which one it was, but um, yeah, they they when they started like you could actually see there was one scene and the character didn't say anything or the character was supposed to, and I remember that and then didn't, right? I I also like how they cut in the Mandalorian scenes. Yes. From the yeah, movies. I was surprised. Yeah, me too. And because that's where you see, like, holy crap! It's just it's on it's on par with what we've seen in movies before. It does not stand out as being like, oh, a live production TV show. Like, it right up against the films, and you're like, no, it's the same. It's uh, matches. Those seasons are movies, basically. You just put it together and make it a eight hour movie or not a you know, five hour movie or whatever ends up being. If you put the episodes together, like that is what that is. Yeah. Right. And, and it shows that they consider the Mandalorian to be up there with the movies as oh, well. Yeah. And then therefore we should consider all of these shows to come out. Right. Cause the book yeah. starting with the book of Boba Fett to be as good as star Wars films. Oh yeah. Right? Elevating it to that point. Absolutely. Um, and, and yet when you watch them, you also get uh, like some of the scenes, like the millennium Falcon, flying through the clouds and then flying up and coming back. Like, like, like those, those are just like, like the stuff from the original trilogy at this point or Luke's Luke looking into the sunset, which is how one of them ends. And you're like, those are just, those have almost as a, you know, as I said, they almost look like Casablanca compared to the way films look now. 
Yes. Like, yes. You watch it now and you're like, Jesus Christ, like that. You sort of forget that um, what CGI looks like compared to what it doesn't look like. And um, when you see some of those, the, some of the like the model work from the original movies and that stuff, it's like it's really impressive how well they made that look. Consider it's 1977 for goodness sakes. Like it's crazy. It is. And I know they're doing, they're, you know, remastering it and doing whatever they do with it and, and making it, cleaning it up and making it look great. But I still like say, and I have like, Oh, I don't even know where that is actually. I, somewhere I have my original DVD trilogy, like the first time I bought that DVD trilogy of the original trilogy. And the first time I watched it, I was, and this is a long time ago, it was like early 2000s, I think, right? When the DVDs started coming out. And I was blown away by how crisp Empire Strikes Back in particular, um, that opening scene on Hoth, that looks amazing. Yes. And watch it now on like an HD or whatever, 4K or whatever. It looks amazing. It looks so good. And it only looks that way because it was shot that way. So yeah, these those films are that's why they stand up. It's because of the quality for sure. And and you're right about even movies. I've I've been watching, uh, I'm watching lots of scary movies. Uh, not too many older ones, but when I watch movies that were made in even in the '90s, which I feel is like my decade, um, I, they're like, oh, this looks so old. The fashion is old, and everything about it feels old. It looks like almost grainy, right? It, it feels like Casablanca, where it like it looks like. You know, it, it looks like a different quality of film. Yes. Kind of like the 70s movies have that as yeah. well. Some 70s movies have that quality of film look. And 90s as well. And then, and and yeah, that, that's something that uh, Star Wars never had. Right. Uh, it's it's odd. I, but when you, and of course, they've been updated over the years too. Like I remember when we first saw the Hoth scenes in the theater, there was like some, you could almost uh, see through the dashboard of the Snowspeeder. Like they were still trying to get that blue screen Right. But over the years, they fixed it. And and so it's just as crisp and clear as anything. Um, but you're right. Like 90s videos all have that saturated like music videos, which, of course, gets reflected in movies, have that saturated color look where it's just like so much saturated color. But so much neon. Right. But when you watch like Martin Scorsese 70s movies, it's the same thing. It's the grainy like they're gritty films. And the film looks gritty along with the film, along with the story. Like if you watch Mean Streets, you're like, this is gritty. Like, this is like, this is dirty. It looks, the film looks dirty. Like it needs a good cleaning. So, um, so it's amazing that these, um, that the, they all fit together so well. I, it's, it's fun to see. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a cherishing the last two here that i have to watch yeah and it says season one so i guess they'll give us more and, and it does seem like these these are little projects these little things are kind of sprinkling in i guess to keep us seated yeah. i was talking about last episode how i wish they want to you know they should line these up better so we're always going to get star wars well this is what they're doing to keep us satisfied with star wars content until the next thing comes out and they're just saying just watch the movies again that's all you need to just watch the movies again. That's all you need to do. Just watch them again. You'll be satisfied. And it'll tide you over until Book of Boba Fett. So I guess it's time to watch the movies again. Watch the movies again. And 2022, we're going to get Book of Boba Fett and or um, probably Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I'm trying to think what else is. Uh, oh, and what, when does Rogue Squadron come out? 2023, I think that okay, one is. Okay, so next year, I think. summer. Like, that one's going to be like, I think. Summer or December 2023. I'm not sure. But yeah, you're There's gonna be a lot next year. So yeah, next year it might actually line up next yeah. year. You're right. We might actually get that happening. Yeah. So yeah, either way, it's uh it's still exciting to be uh to be a Star Wars nerd. Exciting time to be a Star Wars nerd. Well, hey, Marvel this year gave us three in a row. They gave us WandaVision, Falcon, and Winter Soldier, and uh, Loki, all sort of 
one after the other. And wouldn't that be great if Star Wars could do the same thing? I think it would be. Oh, I'd love it. And and they gave us a terrible Black Widow movie. <laughs> Which is now available on uh, – it's, it's so funny because I paid for that. I stupidly paid for the yeah. early access fee, 30 bucks. And then I had the ability to watch it this entire time. And now, of course, it's available for everybody. And and by the way, while we got to wrap things up. But while we're on the subject of Disney+, Plus, Free Guy is also on there already, which was mere weeks, mere weeks after I paid to see it in the theater. And I went on opening weekend. I swear to you, it was less than a month or even a month um, between that, opening weekend and when that was came out on Disney+. Plus. And now it's on D+. Plus. Yep. I didn't know yep. that. You can go ahead and watch Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my and God. And it's not bad. I'll say this. If you want to watch it, I would, I would recommend it. It's, it's fun. Oh, I want to watch it. There you go. You can watch it for free on Disney Plus as opposed to shelling out oh. more than 100 bucks for the family as I did. Uh, but it was also our first movie back. It was fun. It was a yeah, first yeah. kind of back to movies kind of thing. So it was a good experience and I don't well, regret it. I've already mentioned it once, but last week I had the urge to see the Sopranos movie and I was like, maybe I'll go to the theater and see it. And slowly the reviews started trickling in and they weren't that good. They were, they were a little tepid. And, and I've even seen some that say... I've gotten as far as ones that are like, and they really screw it up in the final scene. I'm like, oh. no, I don't, I, so I don't read it anymore. <laughs> but, I, but, uh, so I, so I, in, but what, all this has done is what you and I have talked about all along, which is if, if, if the reviews aren't great, you're just as well to make it available on demand on opening weekend. Because what the hell? You got nothing to lose. You'll make some more money if you do that. On well, demand. you might get a few more subscriptions, right? Yes, and and, yes. and and if you do it on demand, because I think they also make it on demand. Well, maybe they don't for Disney Plus. I know that other movies they make it on demand on like main P- VOD and other platforms, or on Prime you can get on demand yeah. stuff. Like there's other ways. There's a, a couple different options as far as how to watch these movies. But anyway, getting back to Star Wars, here's what I propose. I just kind of came up with this. Um, I propose a rewatch of Star Wars, all the movies, uh, culminating in the Rise of Skywalker, which we will, which we will record us watching together. That gives us good lead time. Um, So how long? uh, So when do we start? Well, we can start whenever we want. I I would rather wait till November because I'm watching a lot of horror movies right now. Oh sure, right, right. My horror movie thing. But in November, we could probably get through. I think if we did one per week. Like we could do one per week and just talk about it every week. Yeah. And then and then that would be nine weeks until the beginning of Book of Boba Fett, right? In the order they came out or by episode? I don't know. What do you think? What would you want to do? Chronologically. Or machete order. Maybe we do machete order. <laughs> <laughs> machete means we're skipping movies. So oh, we can't is that, do that. It's right, right, right. We can't. Yeah, yeah. Right. We don't. Right. No, so, so it's, it's either going to be. release. I think, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Pablo said it best. You can only watch the movies in the order in which they came out. So. You know, the best best way to watch Star Wars is to watch the first one in 1977, the second one in 1980. That's what his answer was, but well, not everybody can see it that way. Uh, but yes, let's watch the original first movie, the first movie and watch it in order of release. I think that's the best way to go. So starting in November. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. All right. Let's do it. And we won't record everything, but we will record. Yeah. Uh, we will come. We'll, we can come together. I think maybe we could switch just immediate to Star Wars nerds every week that for that time. Sure, sure. Because... Um, we're just going to go right into Book of Boba Fett. We're going to want to talk about that every week anyway. So maybe we just, yeah. you know. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, hiatus from media nerds and back into Star Wars nerds. And then. Uh, we usually do that when there's no school in session. And and honestly, December is kind of a Star Warsy time. Yeah. So that's actually not a bad time to do it. So, all right, let's do Perfect. it. Perfect. There we go. And we can invite all those nerds, of course, to watch it along with us. So we'll get that going. We'll talk about that on social media. And uh, we'll, we'll have a big, see if we can maybe do some some watch parties or something. 
Be fun. Okay, cool. Perfect. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Badabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Now I am the master. I'm taking an awful risk, Vader. This had better work. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.